He coined the concept feet, fork and fingers. Feet naturally represents trying to get a little bit more physical activity into our day. Fork is looking at an optimal diet and just being mindful about what we eat. And then fingers is in relation to smoking. I think if we got those three right, we'd be doing ourselves a good service. Hi, I'm Emma from the Future of Work team. And I'm Terry from the Internal Communications team. And this is Unmuted, the Future of Work podcast brought to you by Irish Life. Today we are interviewing Laura Kinsella. Laura is currently a wellbeing consultant in Irish Life Health and has just been appointed as wellbeing manager for Irish Life Group. So Laura is essentially going to be responsible for the wellbeing strategy for Irish Life and supporting employee wellbeing all across the group. Before we get to your chat with Laura, um, we'd just like to thank everyone who got in touch with us about the Irish Life Art Collection podcast. Um, We had some great feedback, so thank you to everyone. That was a really, really good conversation with Tony, and I would highly recommend anyone who didn't hear it to go back and listen to that chat. And while you're there, subscribe, follow or share the podcast with a friend. But for today, here is my chat with Laura. Laura Kinsla, it is so lovely to have you on our podcast. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Terry. I'm delighted to join you. Congratulations on your new job. Very exciting. (laughs) It is. Yeah, I'm thrilled. It's a total dream job for me. So yeah, I'm delighted. Thank you. It is a dream job for you uh, because you are incredibly passionate and knowledgeable about wellness. And I suppose if I was to put my hands up, I would say that I am not particularly knowledgeable about wellness. And I think if I was to if I was asked, what is it? I might kind of say, I think it's to do with exercise and nutrition. And that's kind of as far as my knowledge goes. But actually, it embodies so much more, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I mean, it can mean different things to different people in truth. Uh, um, And you're halfway there. So you probably know a little bit more than you think. And I would say that's probably true for other people, too. Uh, um, And, you know, we probably see a lot in terms of like well-being, motivational quotes and stuff on Instagram or social media and different memes around what well-being is. Uh, um, But actually, there is a lot more rigor and a lot more science to it and method. Uh, um, So I have a couple of really nice quotes that I think just kind of summarize it. Uh, One is from the National Wellness Institute, and they say that it's an active process where people are becoming more aware and making choices towards a more successful existence. So there's a couple of really nice elements in that, starting with awareness um, and then making some choices towards uh, a healthier life. Uh, um, And then I guess the gold standard would be from the World Health Organization. So uh, um, when they talk about well-being, it's a state of complete physical, mental and social and emotional well-being. And it's not 
just the absence of disease. Uh, um, so I think when you were sort of calling out a couple of elements, they're definitely included in some of those definitions. Uh, um, and when we think about well-being, it's looking at the whole person and the health of the whole person. Uh, um, and increasingly, I guess, looking at the positive health. So looking at different elements of our lifestyle. Uh, um, lifestyle medicine as a discipline has been growing over the last, I'd say, 20 years. And it neatly brings together the six key areas that improve our health. So yes, absolutely looking after our nutrition, as you had mentioned, and increasing our physical activity which supports another pillar, minding our mental health, which has always been important, but even more so now. The next one then is minding our sleep, which you can see is linked to mental health too. And then making healthy choices around substances. So limiting alcohol, stopping smoking, and finally nurturing positive relationships as humans, we are social creatures, um, so it's very important that we do have meaningful connections. And if you think about it, most, if not all of those areas, have been impacted over the pandemic. So these super six lifestyle medicine measures are probably the best medicine we have for preventing chronic disease. Now, in saying that, there's no need to rush out and try to improve all six areas at once. Uh, um, they are interlinked. So if you think even of physical activity, by increasing our physical activity, we support our mental health and our sleep. So even focusing on one or two areas, you'll actually see the benefits in others. And if we think back on those well-being definitions from earlier on, our workplace well-being then needs to help build awareness for people so that people can think about which areas of their lifestyle that they might need to improve. And then they can actively make choices towards improving their health and well-being. In parallel then with lifestyle medicine is positive psychology. So looking at growth mindset uh, um, and looking more so at what's strong as opposed to what's wrong. And um, so those are things that as we uh, continue the, the well-being journey at Irish Life, those are areas that we'll be focusing on. It's amazing. It's a very new, exciting journey for us. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing. Tell me this. Um in terms of what we can do right now, so I I do not really move a lot, Laura. <laughs> what kind of things? Um, <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> when we're working from home um, full time in this very kind of strange setup that we found ourselves mm -hmm. in, um, what kind of practical things can we do to look after ourselves at the moment? Yeah, and I would say like you're not alone in that, Terry. And I guess like even prior to COVID, the sedentary lifestyle that we would have had in work, we would have been trying to incorporate natural moments of movement, even when we were in the office. Uh, um, all of the kind of global activity trackers and step counters would have seen huge plummets when people first started working from home. Uh, um, but even in Ireland, like more than two thirds of Irish adults would be struggling with 
um, weight. So for sure, it is something in terms of physical activity. While we're working from home, we're at a much greater risk of not having those natural moments throughout the day where you're kind of nipping up to catch up with somebody, you know, popping uh, to the canteen or to get a coffee. Uh, um, part of your commute would even include kind of just natural moments of physical movement. Uh, um, so there is an American physician, uh, David Katz, and I think he coined the concept feet, fork and fingers, which I really like because these top three things uh, um, and it kind of sticks in your head. So it's something that you can sort of take with you. Uh, um, feet naturally represents trying to get a little bit more physical activity into our day. Uh, uh, fork is looking at an optimal diet and just being mindful about what we eat, particularly while we're working from home. Snacking habits while working from home is also something that came through in research. Uh, um, and then fingers is in relation to smoking and I don't need to to labor the point on uh, the health impacts of smoking uh, so this physician says if we can focus on those three things feet fork and fingers uh, um, that we can reduce the risk of all chronic disease by about 80 percent so I think if we got those three right we'd be doing ourselves a good service uh, um, I guess he would have coined those pre-covid so I think we would need to also add into that to mind your mind um, and just do small things, one small thing every day uh, um, that sort of capture those categories just to, to keep yourself feeling healthy and well. I love that, the three Fs. Big fan of that. <laughs> <Or not>. um, <laughs> yeah. I remember when... Um, this all kicked off, if you will. I was back in my parents' house in Kilkenny and I live with my brother my brother and my daughter here as well. And they're both farmers. And they were just, I mean, the judgment that came from them, they would come in for their breakfast at nine in the morning and they'd have already had 10,000 or more steps done. And I had walked five steps from my bedroom to the, the kitchen table and they were <laughs> shocked, appalled and maybe a little bit worried. So one of the things that I really, really built in to my day was I block out lunchtime and I go for a walk every single lunchtime without fail. I have to do it or I go a little bit crackers. And that was one of the things. And then I bought myself a clock radio and I stopped bringing my phone into my bedroom because I was just going to bed and you're just there completely doom yeah. scrolling and it's an hour later mm -hmm. and you've got nowhere fast. <laughs> you're still awake. So bought a clock radio, don't bring my phone into my room. More awake. And, <laughs> and now I basically, I wake up nearly an hour earlier. I'm so much rest, better rested and I don't have multiple alarms going off. I just, the radio goes off. Ian Dempsey is there in my bedroom and ta-da. There I am awake and set up for the day in such better fashion than I ever, ever was when I had my phone in my room. For me, they were kind of my sanity savers, if you will. Uh, what were yours? What what kept yeah. you <laughs> uh, kept your well-being oh, yeah. intact, I suppose, during during this time? Yeah. Really nice uh, to think about. So uh, um hands up. We are one of those households who not in the first lockdown, but in the second lockdown, uh, got a COVID pup. Uh, uh, so Yoda, the little Jack Russell Terrier, uh, joined us actually about a year ago. Uh, um, and 
I'm not an expert on the science of pets, uh, uh, but definitely like there is an emotional uplift that comes with it. He's a, an amazing little character. He's so yappy, uh, uh, but he's he's great fun. And I guess to your point on the steps, like it really does put manners on getting out for a walk. So I try and get out with him uh, um, before work on lunch. And those might be kind of short walks, like even just 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, um, and then after work in the evening, maybe for a slightly longer walk. So uh, he has benefited our lives in many ways, but definitely in terms of uh, keeping the steps going. Uh, um, another one for me actually would be uh, um, sea swimming. God, actually, the two of these sound so cliche. You're such uh, a cliche. Uh, but... <laughs> oh my God. Uh, um, I would have been, now I was swimming before COVID, but I would have been a fair weather swimmer. So like, you know, probably swimming from maybe April or May to kind of October time. Uh, um, but throughout COVID, we kind of set ourselves a challenge, myself and my husband, to try and keep it up all year round. Uh, um, and it's been brilliant. Like there's lots of health benefits um, in that cold water, you know, it releases endorphins and it is said to improve our immunity, uh, uh, which is really important at the moment. Um, apparently it increases calorie burn at rest. Now I can't talk to that, uh, uh, but like even to have a bit of a chat, there's a, a really nice um, kind of community when people are getting in and out of the water and like, you know, the temperature or even just kind of passers-by. Uh, uh, so you just end up having really nice chats with people. Uh, um, so yeah, that's been one for me. And actually people might be going, oh, I'm definitely, well, you know, I'm not going to be jumping into the sea. Uh, um, adding like just a bit of a quick cold shower at the end of your shower is supposed to have uh, um, many of the same benefits. And if cold water just isn't your thing, uh, um, it, I've read recently that even just being at the seaside uh, um, can have loads of positive benefits in terms of mood and overall well-being. So if yeah, jumping in doesn't fancy, isn't something you fancy, you can just go and stand by and watch the others jumping in and freezing as they come out. So they, there are sanity savers. They might be for everyone, but um, I think it'd be nice if people wanted to email in and share their sanity savers. We could maybe share them on the, the next episode of the podcast. Let oh, us know what you guys have been doing. <laughs> I'd love to hear. Um, we are eventually going to be going back into a hybrid model of work. How do you anticipate that that could potentially affect people? Yeah, and I mean, it... It's strange because we don't like change. And first of all, we had to deal with the change of working from home. And now we're going to have to deal with the change of going back. Now, actually, in saying that, like there were studies done and 70 percent of employees said that they felt more productive after transitioning to working from home. So it'll be interesting to see what happens then when we have a sort of a hybrid model in saying that. And I think similar to what we had touched on earlier the majority of people do miss the camaraderie and the everyday just chit chat with their colleagues. We talked about, you know, isolation and burnout and lack of connection and the impact on morale when we're working from home. Um, and there's science behind that, like social connection and relationships is one of the pillars of lifestyle medicine. I think when we're looking at the hybrid model and the future of work team are doing amazing work here already in terms of making the place safe and looking at all the precautions, um, 
very cool swag bags for when people do end up going back in. But they're also encouraging us to think really intentionally about when we're back in the office, what we want to achieve those days when we're in the office and that those days are really for like that human connection that we've been missing with our colleagues while working from home. Um, so it'll be about working with your team, working with your colleagues and reconnecting with your friends. Like there's probably people at work that we just haven't seen or, you know, had those water cooler or coffee station chat working in the office will be definitely about collaboration and bouncing ideas off people um, and all of those many moments throughout the day where we end up having chats and hearing a bit about a project that might be a benefit for us and if we think about it all of the moments that we've missed babies engagements weddings births sadly deaths of colleagues and families and it'll be really nice to have that support and that connection even if it is just a few days a week to be able to be there for our colleagues but yeah there's definitely going to be things that we need to be mindful of uh, um, and I think there's lots of planning that is taking place around this it's not maybe going to be like what it was like before so it's new terrain and it might take us a while to get our heads around that so like people will be coming and going um, and the client facing and sales teams across the businesses will be really used to that but for lots of us we won't and it'll be sort of about readjusting to that everything might take a little bit longer initially because you could have the best laid plans to come in and connect with your own team or with the teams you're working with anything could happen COVID related non-COVID and you know somebody might be thrown out and their day might be thrown out and they might make it into the office in the way that they had hoped so I think a bit of just being patient around some of that um, the other thing is there's probably a bit of a spectrum in terms of some people will be pure excited and dying to get back uh, either into town or back into the office in Dundalk um, and the other end of that spectrum is there may be people who are anxious about it, a bit nervous and apprehensive. Maybe, you know, in their family situation, they've been in a safe bubble or there's someone who's immune compromised. So I guess we'll probably just need to be a bit mindful that um, everybody will be coming at it from a slightly different place. There could also be generational differences. So like, say my mom and dad, they just would prefer picking up the phone or, you know, face to face and just, you know, outing a conversation or really having like that type of a, a way to communicate. Whereas sometimes like you might see younger people with the total fear, the thought of ringing someone to talk about something uh, uh, or to progress something like even and I wouldn't put myself in the younger category by any stretch, but I had a missed call on my mobile earlier from a number that I didn't recognize. So I was like, oh, no, they can just leave me a voicemail. I'm in the middle of something else, so I'm not going to take that. But communication overall, I think, is going to be key. And the communication that has already begun in terms of the, the hybrid working, I think, has been fantastic. And our managers are doing a brilliant job around this in terms of assessing what's right for different individuals, what's right for their teams. Um, looking, I know there's teams looking at kind of different team charters. So agreeing how best they want to check in with people, whether it's over the phone or on Teams, whether it's a quick video call or a WhatsApp and kind of ironing out what works best for people. The other thing 
we will have people that are still kind of working from home and it's to be really inclusive and just to try and think of those colleagues that are at home uh, remembering to dial them in or remembering even just to share on the the notes or the actions or whatever was agreed so the people don't miss out so there isn't a sort of a working from home crew and the people who have been in the office crew we want to make sure that it's really inclusive and I think managers are already starting to think about that and working out what's best for their own teams but Overall, I think that social connection opportunity, which brings us together and strengthens us as individuals, is missing for a lot of people. So it'll be really nice to to foster that again. I know you haven't started in your new role, so you might really be able to answer this question. But I suppose, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? I'm so looking forward to getting started. And I guess at the moment in my job, I'm working with corporate clients and helping them and guiding them on best practice for their well-being strategies um, but you know other than guiding them there's not you know I, I don't have control over what they go and do uh, um, with this role it'll be putting into place that best practice in terms of well-being strategy for everybody at Irish Life uh, um, and I guess there's already a, a number of fantastic events that um, are underway and have been going underway. Uh, um, and for me, it'll be kind of sustaining some of those, but it's it's actually not just about that. There's a lot that will that I'm really excited uh, to get started on. And it'll be about looking at our overall well-being framework. And there's lots of sort of guidance around that and the government have released something. Um, but for me, the first thing starts with the leadership uh, commitment alignment um, and the fact that we have you know, positioned and now have this role uh, um, and there is huge sentiment and support there from leadership. So, I mean, that's, that's a brilliant start to, I guess, build out and build on that culture of health and well-being. There's probably a number of um, teams of champions that I'll end up having to put in place. Champions are sort of a familiar concept across the business. Uh, so yeah, in terms of well-being and potentially mental health, that's something that I want to look at. Understanding the data. So initially, it'll be very much about taking a step back, taking a look at all of the data that we have across the business, um, understanding what we need, and then beginning to sort of plan that out, choose the interventions, choose the events at that stage then that will accommodate and that will best serve what we've seen in terms of kind of well-being and what the needs are for people across the group. Uh, working with yourself naturally on communicating that and uh, liaising with Margaret on diversity and inclusion and working with the future of work team. And it's really about then fostering a supportive environment, that culture of health, um, taking another step back then when we have that in place, reevaluating, celebrating wins when we have them, iterating and then almost starting that cycle again. Uh, um, so, yeah, we'll be looking at kind of the different support across the group, understanding what the opportunities are, implementing, communicating, measuring, and then the, the cycle goes again. So, Laura, we are very, very excited to see um, everything that you do in your new role. In the meantime, um, I think this is probably a good opportunity to remind people 
of some of the brilliant initiatives, resources, supports that are currently available to staff? Yeah, absolutely, Sherry. And I think one of the things that I see in working with different clients on their well-being like there's so much that we're already doing that is so right um, and as you say you know people are sometimes bombarded or they just don't know where to go to get this information so I think this is a really nice chance to remind people there's a monthly well-being calendar um, which is evidence-based and released by the Irish Life well-being team every month um, and that's uploaded to the SharePoint so there's something on literally every day and it includes podcasts, blogs, webinars, reading, uh, because we know that people like to sort of, you know, access information in different ways. Also, I've uh, seen and I hope people have seen um, at this stage, the new classes that are available. So I think there may have been eight previously. There's seven new classes now. So we have 15 classes every week, uh, ranging from very high intensity to medium intensity to sort of yoga and Pilates. So there really is a very widespread of classes available through the gym. And actually, one of the things that they are looking at is also opening these to families. So if there's people at home in the house that want to join in with you for those classes, that's um, encouraged. And some of the classes are live and on site. Uh, So for those just to contact the gym because spaces would be limited. um, So just to contact the gym directly, but that's all included, I think, on the the SharePoint. The latest learning and development programme Um, has also just come out and there are some really nice well-being um, areas of focus on that so I'd encourage people to look at those and also to chat to your manager about learning and development overall it is something that contributes to your well-being overall Um, so yeah it's a really nice time of year to have that conversation with your manager and maybe look at some some extra learning for this year and then the other thing I guess just if people you know, are going through anything as always, just to raise it maybe with your manager or with your HR business partner. And to remember that um, if you don't want to talk to somebody at work about it, that we do have our employee assistance program and that's available freely for everybody. Uh, um, And I know lots of people have had, you know, really good success and have felt very supported through that. So that's always there for people too. Laura, you have a very calm and zen presence about you. I feel calmer just <laughs> having this conversation. Um, so I have no doubt, but you are going to do fantastic things in your new role. And I wish you the very, very best of luck in it. And um, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thanks so much, Terry. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to working with you more as we kind of iron all of this out. And yeah, thanks so much for having me on. So that was my chat with Laura. You heard us talking about our sanity savers there, but we would love to hear what your sanity savers are. So if you could please send them into comms at irishlife.ie, we would love to hear from you and maybe we can share some of your various tips and tricks on our next episode. Things that you do to look after yourself and your mind and your wellness. And if you also have any ideas on topics you'd like to hear us cover or people you'd like us to interview, do also send those to us and give us a like, a follow or a subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next month with another episode. See you then. Bye. Bye.